Good evening, Sports Zonians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aglialoro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. Recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. We got a good show for you tonight. We'll be joined by Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler in a matter of moments. And, you know, this, this all things considered, I mean, we know where we're at in terms of sports coming back. Um, and there wasn't really a lot of news within the last week that was sports related, but we know where we're at. We know what's been going on with the world. So in terms of do we have a lot to talk about tonight, I'm sure we will have a lot to talk about tonight when both Eric and Dave get here. We're going to have some fun tonight, though, and I'm, I'm going to say this right off the bat. This has never been a show where we talk about a lot of real-world issues. This has always been a show where we make a concerted effort <clears throat> to keep things to sports, sports on the field, and general entertainment stuff that brings us all a lot of joy and a lot of fun. Um, I say this because we all know what's been going on over the last week, and we've never been the type of show to really address social issues, domestic issues. We don't really like to talk when, you know, athletes get into trouble with the law. We've talked about it from time to time, but that has never been what this show is about. We've always made a concerted effort to make sure that that is not what this show is about because we all try to have a good time and a lot of fun on this show. Um, but I do feel the need to say something about what has been going on in the last week, but say it in the style that we've tried to address things at. Like, honestly, coronavirus going on, we've made a concerted effort over the last three months not to mention the word coronavirus. We all know what's been going on. And I think it sucks, and I think it's a shame that we live in a world where these type of things continue to happen. And I really just hope that one day we will be able to look and real change will have happened because I know I speak for Dave and Eric. We are the type of people who value people for who they are. We don't judge them based on skin color, religion, sexual orientation, ethnicity, all these things. We judge people for who they are as people. And I really hope that we get to live in a world where everyone can say that they only judge people for who and what they truly are and not for any trivial things. And I really hope that we get to live in a world where things and events like what has transpired over the last week truly get to stay in the past. Because they need to stay in the past so we can all move forward. With that, Dave Hastings is here tonight. Dave, how you doing? Oh, doing good, Mike. Doing good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, so, you know, Eric should be joining us here in a few moments here. I, um, 
we're not going to talk about the bad stuff that has gone on in the last week. I just made a little statement about it right off top of the show. That is all I plan on addressing of it. Um, Cause this ain't that type of show. We're not the type of people who should be talking about those type of things. We all value people for who they are. And I really hope that the rest of the world is doing it. So I will ask you, what would you like to start the show off with tonight? My friend. Oh man. And you, let me say this. You were gone last week. How was your week last week? It was good. I had, uh, I had plans to celebrate a friend's birthday and, you know, obviously with all the social distancing and all that stuff, it was something where like, you know, wanted to make sure I was there and available. And, you know, even though we weren't all like, you know, side by side and maybe partying the way we possibly could have, um, you know, still wanted to be there and participate. Mm. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. So that's all that matters here. Yeah, um, definitely no complaints. Yeah, absolutely. So I throw it to you again, if you would like to start off the show with anything, because in terms of actual sports, you know, the NBA is moving closer to the start of its own sea, uh, uh, the restart of its season. They put out a proposal to have 22 teams and go straight into the playoffs. Baseball, you know, that whole fight is still ongoing. Me and Eric talked about that last week. I feel like we've talked about those issues a lot over the last few weeks. And if we don't have to keep going with that, you know, we'll talk about it at some point, but I would just prefer not to start off the show with that. So anything else you've seen that you want to talk about that? Uh, I mean, honestly, that's kind of like you said, it really hasn't been a lot going on in the sports world. I mean, obviously, media has been dominated by everything that's been going on, especially over the last week. Yes. Um. But, you know, I, I think that one thing that we've touched on before, especially with Eric, was, you know, how the shield won't be stopped. And, you know, from everything I'm reading and seeing, it looks like the NFL is moving along like everything's already back to normal, um, which I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of excited for just to get the opportunity to watch some sports and especially, you know, my favorite sport to watch. Um, you know, I... I yeah, there really hasn't been much that's gone on. I mean, I missed the last dance the last couple Sundays. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of sucked. Um, Did you watch the Lance Armstrong thing? Because I have not watched the Lance Armstrong thing. I might watch it at some point because I have ESPN Plus, but I have not had a chance to uh, to check it out. Have you? No, actually. Uh, I heard about it, and I'm going to be honest, the uh, – Oh, Lance Armstrong's story was never one I was overly interested in. True. Um, I mean, considering all the things the guy has battled and, you know, the, the cheating that he also did, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine that it still wasn't that even of a playing field, if we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his body went through things no nobody else riding against him went through with chemotherapy and whatever else, you know, he dealt with. and. So, you know, there's, you know, my opinion on that's kind of eh, just because I never really, you know, it's not, I don't know, I think for me, it's more one of those things where out of the sports I've ever paid attention to or cared about, you know, the Tour de France was never really something I ever had any interest in. I mean, to me, it's basically a slower version of NASCAR. Yeah, uh, that, that that's a that's a great comparison, dude. That's a great yeah, comparison. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Like, I respect what those guys do. Like, I could, like, 
I may not be a big fan of baseball, but I'm not ignorant to how hard it is to hit a fastball. I like the reaction time necessary to do some of the things those guys do. Like, but you know, same idea with the Tour de France. Like, it's just not something I was overly ever interested in. And you know, respect to what they do because I know I couldn't do it. I'd die in the first half a day I don't even think I'd make it through half a day let alone a whole day Mm -hmm. um you know but outside of that watching it was never anything that I was overly entertained by I mean it's just a bunch of sweaty guys riding bikes yeah yeah it wouldn't be something that I would watch either tell you the truth I wouldn't watch NASCAR myself shout out to those who are in the chat room right now we got cousin David here we got Fife in the chat room so big shout out to both of them um I do have some things that I've noticed over the last few days that, you know, I feel bare bringing up here simply because we've talked about them a lot over the last few months. Um, the first story I saw on, I saw the, both stories kind of involve uh, Barstool sports in some way. Uh, the first thing I'm going to bring up, I saw through Barstool sports, we talked a lot about Tiger King when it first uh, came out, obviously, you guys made me watch it, so I watched the goddamn thing. Um, apparently, Carol fucking Baskins was awarded Joe Exotic's former zoo, the zoo that he owned and ran in the Tiger King series that was uh, signed over to that dude, Jeff, who kind of screwed you know Joe Exotic over. That... Stu has now come into the possession of Carol Baskins as a result of that lawsuit that she had against Joe Exotic. And I feel the need to bring this up because when I saw this, my first thought was, you know, as much as I had my feelings about that series, I, like everybody else, can't fucking stand Carol Baskins. I hate the fact that she now has possession of that zoo. Yeah, I mean, considering she tried to paint herself as this, you know, (laughs) above all and better than everybody, and yet she was using the Tigers for the same exact thing and doing the same thing Joe Exotic was doing. And, you know, maybe she was a little more humane about certain things, but let's be honest, we're all pretty confident she fed her husband to a tiger. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I really, yeah, I saw that story too. And that was something that kind of took me back. And, you know, like, it's not like I'm some sympathizer for Joe Exotic, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely something that I was kind of taken back by. Uh, Fife, to answer your question, is this American Trash TV Zone or Sports Zone? This is Sports Zone, but given the, <laughs> alter- given the alternatives that there are to talk about, we're going to start to show off with some goofy, fun shit to put everybody in a good mood before we get to some of the more serious stuff. You know, in terms of like talking about the baseball negotiations, we'll talk about that later. We want to have a good time here tonight. I so, mean, look, you know. at the, um, I, I mean, with Fife in the chat, I mean, the one area we really never been able to dive too much into is the NHL, because obviously none of us have anywhere near the knowledge he does. I mean, last I heard, they were talking about doing what was it, a <laughs> 20-something team tournament. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, we can definitely bring Fife on if Fife would li- like to come on. Um, seeing as how the last time I tried to bring him on, I guess I startled him uh, when I tried to bring him on. If Fife wants to go- come on, I am going to give him a few minutes to prepare himself to come on. He can say in the chat when he is ready to come on. I have something else I would like to bring up. 
because it was something that we talked about a few weeks ago. We talked about Dave Portnoy, El Presidente, uh, president of Barstool uh, Sports, winning the auction to watch a Monday night football game with Roger Goodell. Uh, Portnoy said yesterday on uh, the Barstool Rundown that I guess the NFL is not going to let him have that, uh, that opportunity to watch Monday Night Football with Roger Goodell. Apparently, the, the statement he was given, he put it on Barstool Sports. I'm not going to pretend to remember everything about it. Basically, supposedly they did a background check on him, and because he held the protest in NFL headquarters where him and three of his employees were arrested after the Deflategate decision was rendered, because that happened, because he was thrown out of a couple press conferences, uh, falsified credentials or whatever it was, he was kicked out of the Super Bowl at one point, and because he posted new new pictures of Tom Brady's two-year-old kid on his website, they have decided he will not be getting to watch an NFL football game with Roger Cadell. I think this is a missed opportunity for the NFL to take him up on that, to kind of humanize Roger Goodell a little bit for him to address his critics and Goodell is just not going to have it. So what, what were your thoughts on this? Oh my God. Is that not the definition of the NFL flexing their power? Like they got their legal team involved. They're like, we need to find every ounce of dirt we can on this guy to make sure that we don't put him in the same room as Goodell. I mean, Goodell probably ordered it all anyway. Like there's no way in hell I'm sitting in the same room as that guy, but that that to me is the definition of the NFL flexing their power and their ability to really kind of get themselves out of whatever they want to get themselves out of. Mm. Um, you know, that's really what that shows me. And it's it, like you said, it, it kind of is a missed opportunity because I mean, yeah. I don't know if NFL fans have ever disliked the commissioner of almost or fans in general have ever disliked the commissioner more than people dislike Goodell. I feel I am sorry to interrupt. I feel like Gary Bettman got up there at one point, but yeah, for the last decade, it's been Goodell. Yeah, I was thinking like I mean, I know the NBA. They love Stern. They love um, what's his name that's in now. Um, well, Stern got pretty hated after he rejected that Chris Paul to the Lakers deal. Like after that, his popularity really went down. But Adam Silver, yeah, he's the most beloved of all the commissioners right now. Yeah, but David Stern was also loved by the by the players because he was more he was a players um, you know commissioner. Mm. He's the one that really realized that you know focusing on star play, uh, star players and you know yeah did he get lucky and kind of come in at the right time with you know Larry and Magic and then getting Jordan and getting Nakeem and Shaq and like but you know he really um, you know he was a guy that really kind of helped bring help bring the NBA to the global sport that it is. And, you know, so yeah, he kind of, he kind of botched that one, but at the same time, I wasn't overly hated of it just due to the fact that to me, it was something that, you know, was kind of that move to try and prevent, you know, those power teams that we all got sick and tired of. Mm. Um, But at the same time, I would have loved seeing Chris Paul and Kobe win a ring together. That would have been amazing. So it kind of, you know, hurts and I get it at the same time. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really is a missed opportunity by the NFL, in my opinion. I think Goodell really could have just ate it for three hours. Like, deal with it. Like, be the, you know, show people why you make over $30 million a year. Yeah. Prove yeah. it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's, that's the one thing none of us get. Like all he really does uh, right now is just the fact that he pisses people off. So yeah, I really can't say uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I think that's an opportunity missed by Goodell in the NFL to really kind of just have some fun. Let that guy be the guy he is from bar school and, you know, just, just deal with it. It's it. There's much worse things you could have to put up with for a three hour time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of just, I mean, Portnoy did not exactly sound like he thought he was going to get that opportunity. He made it sound from the jump like he thought that the NFL was going to do something to stop it. So he wasn't surprised by this or anything. I'm not even going to say I'm surprised by it. It's just, it's a missed opportunity because you know, if Adam, first of all, Adam Silver would never be in the position that Goodell is in. But if he was ever in the position that Goodell is in, in terms of having such a low popularity among players and fans, it's like you feel like Adam Silver would do something like this because he seems like a pretty open-minded guy. He seems like a guy who's, who's going to try to, I don't want to say cares about uh, public support or anything, but I feel like he would do something like this if it meant you know, people would be on board with him. Because you look at what he's done for the players. The players respect Adam Silver unlike any play, group of players respect a commissioner that we've seen in the last decade. And I feel like you kind of hinted at that already. So if I'm repeating you, I apologize. But, you know, I don't know. And to throw everything that Portnoy has done basically since he started Barstool into this, it's pretty weak. And to read Fife's uh, comments in the chat here, Portnoy would give him some shit in the beginning, but then they'd probably have a good time. And yes, I agree with you on that. I absolutely agree with Fife on that one. The first half hour would probably be where all the shit comes out. And then once Goodell ate that, addressed it, didn't address it, whatever, they'd move on and they'd have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. Open up a beer. Enjoy the, enjoy the yeah. game. Hopefully it's a good game so you can talk about the game. Because, I mean, when it's all said and done, it's not like the guy isn't a sports person. Mm-hmm. So just deal with the immediate an- annoyance. <laughs> it, you know, probably the best way to phrase it. Deal with the immediate annoyance. And then from there, talk football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go through, like we saw Goodell at the draft, with the big TV behind him, with all the fans booing him at the start of the draft. If you're going to acknowledge that all you do is get boos when you come on the stage, you're going to acknowledge that. This is just a bigger scale version of that, really. And for him not to realize it, like, I get it, that's his right to do so, but it just kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. So, all right. With that, (laughs) haha. Better late than never. That's his screen name tonight. You see this? Better late than never. Eric Tressler here is here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And once he gets situated, Eric, are you there? I'm here, but I don't know for how long. Believe it or not, I'm still at work. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Boy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thank you for making it. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because I'm assuming that's that's not a good thing. So we'll just we'll we'll skip that part. Um, 
Eric, I'm going to open the floor to you here. We've talked about a couple minor stories because we didn't really want to start the show off on a serious tone because we've talked about, we've kind of hammered the whole baseball negotiation thing to death. We didn't really want to start off that way. We had, we had some fun to start off with. What would you like to talk about, sir? Anything fun. Give me Anything whatever fun? fun topic you guys started with. I'm, well, good, you, I'm, I'm good with fun. Actually, Mike, you might There's as well. too much seriousness up. going on out in the world and that. Yeah, yes. nah, Eric, get, let, my, let Mike ask you what, what he asked me to start off with uh, regarding uh, Tiger King. Well, I tell you what, let's go back to that. Let's finish, let, let's let him weigh on on what we were just talking about. So, because I think you were the one who actually brought it up on the show, Dave Portnoy winning the auction to watch a Monday night football game with Roger Goodell. The NFL flexed its muscles yesterday. Portnoy released on Barstool Rundown, he's not going to be able to do that now because they cited all the things he had done in his past to get out of that agreement. So what what did you think when you heard that? That's cheesy on the NFL's part. Yeah. That's, that's as lame as it gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's honestly my opinion. That's, that's lame. I mean, the guy paid a lot of money. If he won the auction fair and square, Goodell's got to suck it up and do it. Yeah, that's just what they got to do. I got, I agree, I agree with you on that. And they never said, as far as I know, they never said anything about doing a background check when they did the auction. So, but I tell you what, Fife, you may want to plug your ears here because we're going back into it. All right, so we we've talked about Tiger King on this show. You heard Carol fucking Baskins now owns Joe Exotic's former zoo, right? Yeah, but it, there's too many caveats to that, actually. If you actually read about it, <laughs> the guy had built another – the guy Jeff Lowe had built another, uh, like, zoo, mm-hmm. I guess, close to a casino and a little further away, and he was yeah, bringing yeah. the animals there anyway. So, really, she just got, like, a plot of land in Oklahoma. Good for her. I mean, she didn't get any of the animals out of it. She didn't really get anything out of it. So, mm-hmm. to me, I was like, you know, it's, I guess, a moral victory for her because she got something from Joe, but – Outside of that, I don't, you know, I think it's kind of useless. Uh, you might be. I spent a lot of money fighting a, a war that wasn't worth winning. You might be right about that. I just hate the idea of Carol Baskin winning ever, anything. Because as much as I feel the way I did, we all agree Carol Baskin's fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, she's the worst. She's, she's terrible. <laughs> she's the worst human being. She's an awful human being. Yeah. When you got I don't know if I'm going to go that far. When you, got OJ, you, when you got O.J. Simpson coming out thinking, saying, I think that bitch did it. It's like, come on. That's it. Game over. You, you're done. It's like the pot calling the kettle black. Well, yeah, exactly. But still, that's horrible. That's horrible. All right. Um, I tell you what, I want to keep it light and fun for you here, but it's like, do you got anything else you want to talk about? I know you got your TV shows you're watching. I know you had wanted to bring something up to Dave last week. Yeah. Um, Cause I got to tell you, Dave, and to get it back to a little bit more of a sports topic here. Um, I did watch a show last week that, that I know Dave was super pumped up about cause I saw him post on Facebook about it and it was ultimate tag. And I need to know if Dave actually watched ultimate tag. So I didn't get a chance to actually watch it, but I did uh, look up some of the highlight clips of it, and I know I would have died in five seconds if that in that game. Like, shows I, I would have railed my head against one of those bar- bars. I would have tripped on one of the bars trying to jump over them. 
I would have stumbled down one of those, uh, you know, one of those ramps. They were running up and down. Like, that is insane. That is ESPN Ocho status insane. I, yeah, I watched some. I, I made sure to find some highlights from it, but I didn't get that. I got to be like, honest. It's about, it. honestly, dude, it's about as exciting as watching Cornhole. It's really, it's not, it's, and the Watt brothers, I expected them to be a lot better, a lot more entertaining, and they are not entertaining at all. Like, I, I gotta tell you, if you want to see something semi American Gladiator esque, a little bit at least, where there's at least some physical competition and some stuff, the the Rock Show, the Titan Games, that's the show to watch. Forget about Ultimate Tag. It is it is as bad as watching. I mean, anything. Cornhole. It is. I mean, it is one of it, cornhole. It is that. It is that boring. And they, they they try to make it fun, but it's just a whole bunch of guys that are really good at doing parkour, chasing a whole bunch of other guys around a course. I mean, it's it, it kind of loses, and and I mean some of the cheesiest names they came up with too. Oh my god, they have a woman on the show, and they call her Iron Giantess. Stop it! Where are you going with a name like Iron Giantess? <laughs> that's that's I, we've come a long way from American Gladiators, and it looks like not in a good way. I mean, Eric, actually, to kind of support your point, though, I'll say this: like I watched. I watched three rounds of it on YouTube, like three separate, you know, clips from it. And I'm not going to lie, after the third one, I wasn't, like, craving to watch another one. No, you were good. You were like, all right, got the gist of it. I'm done. Yeah, like, it was cool, but it wasn't something – yeah, I, I, I definitely where, agree with that. It wasn't something where I was like, where if you want I could watch this more... for 30 straight minutes. Like, no, nah, you know, three rounds of 20-something seconds was enough. I mean, still thought it was, like, again – couldn't fucking do it so i was like that's pretty badass but by the third one i'm like yeah if i if i put this on like to actually watch it from beginning to end i'm pretty sure i'd spend more time paying attention to my phone yeah the, i mean the rocks titan game so that's that's a legit show and it's the first season i watched only the second season and my wife from what my wife said the second season is a little different than the first season and they actually brought in real pro athletes i guess this time where they didn't do that the first season and like this season, the the, the one uh, Titan they've showed so far, I've only seen one episode. There's only been one episode this season, but uh, was uh, Joe Thomas, offensive tackle, going to be a Hall of Famer if he's not already. I'm sure he's not already. He probably retired too soon, but he will be. You know, yeah, he will. I think you're right on you know? that. Yeah, yeah, he's he. Uh, I mean, playing for the Browns, being a ten-time Pro Bowler, that's that's about as hard a thing to do as there is. Yeah. So, um. But he, he slimmed down, and he was actually he, – he, he was the Rock's Titan. And, like, pretty much what it is, two guys got to battle it out to go up against the Rock's Titan in their, like, you know, course at the end. And whoever, you know, wins the course at the end wins the whole thing and becomes the Titan. Well, Joe Thomas, of course, won, and he then won and defended the title. So he's – it's actually to see real athletes doing something, at least it's its something. It's one step closer to sports. So I'll take it. <laughs> nice. All right. You got anything else you want to bring up, Eric? Um, Fun-wise? Uh, anybody anybody get a chance to watch the Agents of Shield premiere last week? Because I haven't seen it yet. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I'm I more actually, interested. I got. I'm not I, I saw it on. I watched. I watched it on Hulu, and yeah, I think that shows ran its course. Like I'll finish watching the season, but I think that shows ran its course. 
I still say the second season was the best season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Everything from, like, the episode that followed uh, Captain America Winter Soldier through, like, the third season, mid-season finale, that was the peak of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Everything else was hit or miss. Yeah, it's it's definitely nothing... uh... Definitely nothing that uh, I, I've had my I've had my share. I guess like you said, I mean, when they were connected directly with the MCU, it was a lot more entertaining. And then they just kind of went off on their own tangent. And yeah, I'll, I'll finish the series because I've watched the previous six seasons. So there's no way I'm not going to watch the final season. But yeah, I'm. Uh, and I'll yeah. t- I'll tell you this, and Eric, we're going to get back to you. I apologize if we kind of went in this course after I asked you if you had anything else. But um, everybody always kind of made the assumption that this show needed the big name movie actors to be good. And I never totally agreed with that because I did feel like this show was entertaining on its own. But, you know, everybody made too much of a big deal that the big name movie actors never came on this show. And it's like I, I, I felt like if, if they were just coming on every week the show never would have been able to kind of do its own thing. And for better or worse, it was able to do its own thing. And like I said, if you watch that second season, I thought the second season was really, really good. And it didn't totally, like there were, there were connections to the movies, but it was still doing its own thing. And I liked that. So like, what did you guys think? Did you think it needed the big name actors? Eric? I think it would have helped. I don't think it would have hurt. Um, but I enjoyed the show for what it was. I mean, I, it connected to me what it needed to. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it, and I'll miss it when it goes. But I mean, they've been taking so long in between seasons now that it's kind of kind of taking a little of the luster out. So it does kill the momentum. I'll give you that, yeah. mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the momentum train they rode, at least that I rode with them was the connection to the movies and the MCU. So I I think it would have benefited at least the touch. Like, I mean, but at the same time, I get why a TV network may not be able to afford to get one of those big name celebrities to make an appearance. I mean, they have what's her name from the Thor movies that played lady Sith. Jamie Alexander. Yeah. She was in that for, you know, I think she had like a handful of episodes that she was in, but like, to not have anybody else make an appearance. Like, I, I don't know. That kind of shocked me. But again, the show was doing fine. But once they went back and or went forward in time and uh, Daisy blew up the earth and then they went, like, I don't know. They, what, that season kind of was where I got lost. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I actually liked that season, but my problem is, and it happened in the fourth season finale and the fifth season finale. You build up to this season finale all season, and then the final battle is so anticlimactic. Like that final battle between Daisy and I think it was Gravitron or whatever um, the guy turned into who had been been, been in the show for like seasons before that, and he turns into Gravitron. They were building up to that final battle between her and Gravitron, and then within 30 seconds, she throws him into the sky, and he dies. As like in the fourth season, you 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 build up this big battle between Ghost Rider and Ada, and it's over in like ten seconds. That killed me. 
That killed me. That was so anticlimactic. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Yeah, um, there's some areas yeah. that could be improved. What'd you say, Dave? Yeah. There's areas that could be improved, but I guess you could really say that about any show if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Eric? Yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely areas they could have improved before what we got. Uh, I'm Like I said before, I enjoyed the ride. I want to actually comment on something Fife threw in the chat about Survivor. Because just speaking about shows and competition shows, I, I watch Survivor too, and he's 100% right when he says that Tony had the, the fast track to winning uh, the entire season. It was It was kind of embarrassing to watch, and I agree with him that it made some people on there look like a rookie class. I don't know if either of you guys watch Survivor, but um, yeah, to comment, comment on his his comment, I, I I couldn't agree more. They they kind of handed this win to Tony, especially when they had the opportunity to get rid of him and they didn't. And I mean, I, it just it was it was a weird season for a season that was this was supposed to be season forty. I don't know if you guys watched Survivor, but season forty they. They brought back 20 champions. So, like, 20 people had won the game before. Some were, like, two-time winners and whatever else. So, everybody who had been on the show had been a champion before. And this one guy literally played everybody in the watch <laughs> the entire time. He never got his name written down once to go home. It was, uh, it was pretty remarkable. And, I mean, for the game he played, I guess he deserves to win. But if it was me, I think what the girl Natalie did on the show, surviving Extinction Island for – 33 days or 34 days, whatever she did, and battling her way back and, and to come back, break up the force that was there, and everything she did, I think was was pretty remarkable. And I probably would have picked her to win, but I could honestly, I don't have a problem with Tony winning because he he ran the show most of the most of it anyway. Dave, I'm gonna let you take that one. I mean, honestly, the way like I don't watch Survivor, but the way that I was like, because I was kind of confused reading uh feist message so um honestly to kind of hear it broken down like that and at least having a, a concept of how the show works um you know i really think uh, that that kind of does sound like uh, i think how Fife phrased it the most rookie cast ever and to hear that when he when i first read that i was like oh maybe it's just you know guys that did not really understand how to play the game but to hear it was all winners coming back that makes it even sadder to, to know that none of them were able to catch on whatever game this guy Tony was playing. So <clears throat> it, it, it adds more va- uh, depth to Fife's comment. So I read it, I was like, all right, I kind of get what he's talking about, but Eric, I appreciate the background. And yeah, it does sound like uh, really people kind of just got played by Tony. I think Fife left the chat. I don't know if he's trying to get back in, but I don't see him. So if he wants to come back, just tell him to come back on. I'll let him back in. Yeah, I'm I'm going to apologize here. I've never watched one episode of Survivor. I, I remember when it came out, but that, that's never been a show that appealed to me. But if you guys like it, hey, more power to you. Um, all right, if we got nothing else, I am going to bring up the baseball negotiations because it really does feel like that's like the only real piece of news, sports news, that has gone on this week. So... Anybody got anything else, Eric? No, I'm good to start talking baseball. All right. Dave, you got anything else? No, I'm good. All right. So here's where we're at with this. I'm going to kind of give an overview, and then, Dave, I want you to comment on this first because I know me and Eric spent a lot of time last week talking about it. And, you know, 
with respect to the fact that Eric is still at his job, I, I, you know, I don't want to get too heated on this one. So where we were at last week was the owners had sent. You don't this, have to worry about that. I am walking out as we speak. Oh, okay. Well, let's still not get let's still not get heated anyway. This has been a good show for so far. Um, so where were we at at the time that we did our show last week? The owners had leaked their second proposal that was going to go to the players to the media. Uh, the proposal was for 81 games with a sliding pay scale. Um, the big objection that me and Eric kind of had was that I didn't really like the way that the owners were handling the negotiation because I felt like they should be, you know, working with the players behind closed doors, not trying to play it through the media. I know Eric felt that they needed to do it to get the leverage. And Eric made the comment that a good negotiation is when both sides come out of it feeling like they got a shit deal. So fast forward to the end of the week, the players had leaked to the media because, you know, the owners did it twice. So, of course, you know, the players are going to follow what the owners are doing in terms of the rules they set for how these negotiations were going to be. The players' proposal was for a 114-game season, I believe. I believe that was the correct number of games, with full prorated salaries based on the agreement they had made in March. There were also going to be caveats such as deferrals of salary. Um, there was going to be an option where if you were a high-risk player who did not want to play, you would get your prorated portion of salary. If you were someone who was not a high-risk and simply did not want to play, you would not get your salary. It was something along those lines. And I know David has been Cousin David has been on this kick known as the Bobby Bonilla plan for the last few days based on deferrals. He feels Bobby Bonilla Day is going to save baseball. So the players, uh, excuse me, the owner's latest proposal that was leaked to the media yesterday was for a 50 to 60 game regular season that would basically go straight into the playoffs. The owner, the players would get their full prorated salaries in this agreement. I know, Eric, you and me had also disagreed on whether or not the owners actually want to play this season. I felt that the way they were handling things kind of made it seem like they didn't want a season this year. And from the owner's perspective, I'm not even disputing why they would want that because we all know they're going to lose a lot of money with no fans in the stand. This proposal kind of makes it seem like they don't really want a regular season. They just want to go straight into the playoffs to get the money associated with that. Now, Eric, I am going to get your thoughts on this. But like I said, Dave, you haven't been able to comment on this the last couple of weeks, so I want to start with you. What do you think? I mean, look, first and foremost, I feel like this is kind of billionaires pushing, trying to push around um, millionaires more than anything else. Um, you know, I heard about them not paying their minor league players since they won't be playing this year, or some owners are, but most aren't. Like, I've kind of seen mixed stories on that. But, like, overall, to me, with how long the baseball season is, like, I personally, like, I think the best way for them to go about it would be, all right, let's say they start the season July 1st. Or, yeah, let's just say July 1st. Like, to me, like, I would just pick up the season from there. So don't lock yourself into 50 games, 122 games, this, that. Like, if you start September 1st, then 
or August 1st, whatever, like just take your season from there because you play a marathon of a season. So uh, to me, why not take it from there? I, I really don't see how, how that would be a bad thing. I know it's less money, but it's also less risk. It's less travel for the players. And you still get to run your playoff season the way you had it scheduled. So that's kind of where I stand with it. But at the same time, I, I, I get why they'd want more games. I get why players want less games. I mean – the money side of things, like I said, that's just billionaires pushing around millionaires because they can, and there's no other way to put it. I, I know baseball has arguably the strongest union in sports, but still, it, it's there, there's no way that you're not seeing the billionaires win this battle when it's all said and done. Fair enough, fair enough. Eric, I'll let you go. What do you say? I think this proposal's kind of – it's getting closer. You're getting closer to the middle. Players will never accept it because it's only 50 games or 60 games. Even if they're getting their full prorated salary, it's only getting like a third of their money. So players, of course, want more games. Dave, that's why they want more games. That's why they're saying, oh, we'll play 114 games. When, you know, the, the major league owners are like coming back, well, if you want your full prorated salary – we're going to lose X amount of money this year. We can't afford to go past this amount of games. Otherwise, we're going to lose money. So I think that's kind of what their proposal was like. And it sounds like they're working it out. It sounds like it's, of course, messier than everyone wants. It's out in the open. I know, Mike, you're not the biggest fan of that. Both sides have been doing it, though. Well, and even though it's messy, I do feel like it's progress. Well, I mean, the one thing I'll say to you saying both sides are doing it. I, I agree with you, but I also feel like in this case, because the owners did it twice before the players put forth their first proposal. In this case, I feel like the players are basically following the rules that the owners set in terms of how this whole thing was going to be played out. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying that the players wouldn't have done it first. I'm just saying in this case, they didn't do it first. It came from the owners. So in this case, the players are kind of following the owner's lead on this. And I, I told you, I don't like playing this out through the media. I get your point that you made last week that, you know, the owners need leverage. But I think the only leverage that should really be needed here is do we want to have a season? And I get the idea from the owner's standpoint, you're losing all this money by not having the fans in the stands. You're not getting that concessions money and what have you and all this different stuff. It makes sense from the owner's perspective that they would not want to have a regular season and they would just want to go straight into the playoffs because that's where the money is. I get that. At the same token, though, Eric, if you feel that this is getting closer to where it needs to be, as of right now, I, I feel like the, what the players want is an 81-game season with their full prorated salary. And I don't know that the owners are going to do that. I don't know if that's going to happen. I just I don't see where the middle ground is here at the moment. If you see it, by all means, you know, what do you my keys. I can't go anywhere without them. Okay. I hope you find well, your key. I hope you find your keys, Eric. Right, um, I can't go anywhere without them. Um, as far as the proposal, you, though, well, I was going to say, where do you think the middle ground on this is? I think it's right where you said it was, right where kind of everybody's going to end up being is around half a season, and 
most of the money prorated, but the, the caveat here is some of that money is going to be deferred. So that's what's going to end up happening. It's just both sides got to get on board with it. Mm. I, do th- I think the half a season makes sense. The 81, 82 games make sense. Mm. I do think the deferrals are a good way to go here, even though I refuse to read what my cousin wrote in the chat room. I refuse to see. I refuse to read that just out of principle. I'm just, I'm just not doing it. Um, I hope you're right on that. It's just right now, I don't, unless the owners get on board with the idea of the deferrals, I don't see the owners giving the them. Owner's last, the owner's last pitch had deferrals in it, didn't it? No. Or no, it was at the players. It was the players one. that. that Either had way, it's, it makes sense to do, if I'm not mistaken, the NHL might have done something like that with some salaries when they were. I don't know that one off the top of my head. I could be I could be wrong about that, so don't quote me on that. But um, if the players get on, excuse me, if the owners get on board with the idea of deferrals, then I think we're going to see the middle ground. But I think that's the only way this is really going to work out. So I I hope we're getting closer. Um, but again, you know, I, I said last week the idea that maybe the owners don't want a season. They don't want a regular season if they're going to well, have to pay the full salaries. That's the that's, well, that's the, well, the, the, the the full prorated salaries. Let me well, no, let me that, qualify that. But but from what if you listen to Buster Only and Jeff Passan, there are about eight, six to eight owners in Major League Baseball who would rather not play a season because they're going to lose too much yeah. money this year. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I, so, I've heard no, that. I don't yeah, yeah. agree with that. That's just a fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's that, that many owners that don't want it. So if the players are like going to push hard enough, pro- what's going to end up happening is that the owners are all going to come together and be like, well, you know what? Screw them. Nobody gets paid this year. We'll cancel the whole season. Well, I think there players are players are going to be in the mud like that. I wouldn't be surprised if there are more than six to eight owners who feel that way. Truthfully, so I don't, I because I think it's it seems like the Marlins. It seems like teams that don't make any money aren't going to want to put even the half of the deferred money up. They're not going to want to put any of this money up. They're considering it a lost season already. Dave, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, honestly. <clears throat> I think that's the big thing. Like, where do the owners feel like it's a lost season? Like, where does it cut off that they they feel like this is worth their investment and their, you know, their actual money? So, um, you know, where the players know they need to play to really make the money that they want to make. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I, like I said, I mean, to me, I don't know. Like, I, I think this kind of bothers me just because, like I said, I feel like it's just billionaires, like, letting millionaires be on the, at the table, but you know, they really kind of, they're all bunched together and they're the ones that, you know, are in the corner and nobody can really see, or it's awkward to get up and go to the bathroom or, you know, you got it. Like that, that's kind of how this feels to me and what it looks like to me. Um, but yeah, I think it really just comes down to like ownership's momentum or motivation to when they think this would be a, a loss season and if it'd be worth better off just cutting their losses. Mm. truthfully i hope we don't get to that point i do want a deal to get done here the longer this gets dragged out though i don't know i kind of feel i kind of feel like that's gonna that's gonna bog things down i just feel like the longer it gets dragged out the less likely it's going to be but you know just my opinion i agree with that i think that don't think i don't think this can go to july i don't think there's a restarting of baseball 
after July 1st because you're going to be too deep into summer and you're not going to be – a lot of these teams don't, aren't in, you know, summer states. Yeah. So you're not going to play baseball in the Bronx in December. So and, and and to did you meet the season at that point in August doesn't yeah. make any sense because you would never play a 40-game season. Yeah, so and that, the players are never going to agree to that either. So the mm-hmm. whole thing really needs to get wrapped up within the next two weeks. And I think that's and, the bottom line. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry to try to chime in there. I apologize. I was just going to say something that kind of goes to your point. The players' proposal, where they had the 114 games, I think the last regular season game. I think the regular season was going to wrap up on Halloween, which means the entire month of November would be the playoffs. I don't see how that works in cold weather states like the Bronx. Like I know we've had playoffs that go into November before, but those have usually been wrapped up within the first couple of weeks of November. If you're talking about playing playoff games like around Thanksgiving, you're you're risking a lot of things that the weather is going to wind up throwing into chaos there, in my opinion. So I agree with you on that one. Dave? Well, yeah, I don't think you want to see uh, baseball being played in November. I mean, mm-hmm. that like, or like if you are going to see it played in November, you want it to be like the end of the season. You want the World Series. Like, mm-hmm. if that if you're going to be playing baseball in November, that's what you would expect to be watching. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think that's something baseball wants to see. I don't think that's something the players want to be involved in. I can't imagine they would be big fans of that idea either. So. Yeah, I, I don't think you want the season going that, that deep into the calendar year because it's just – I can't see how it goes well. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the risk you might be putting players players into just for injury's sake, if you think about it. I mean, they're not those they're not used to playing them that, that cold. Yeah. And my cousin is throwing in the chat room, what if the players uh, – what if the playoffs took place in neutral sites, which I guess is a possibility. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but – you know, I think if the I, as of right now, everything I've heard says they want to keep it in their home ballparks. I don't know. I don't know if that's realistic as we go forward in this, but I mean that could be a possibility for all we know. All right, does anybody have any final thoughts here before we move on? Well, yeah, I mean, I I especially think not to try, not to over, jump in over Dave, no, no, but no, just no. to. I especially think that it's, you know, that these teams want it in their own ballpark because they want the revenue from it, you know, and with all these cities and all these places opening back up and honestly with everything going on, you've kind of seen COVID get swept under the rug and a lot of places on the fast track to reopening. I can see where fans could be in the stands come July. Well, that's an, I, that's an interesting point. I hadn't even thought of that. So, I could see in a month from now, there could be fans, you know, in the stands in some ballparks. And I think by August, I think almost every ballpark. Because I am telling you now, by the start of NFL season, everybody will be allowed back in arenas and stadiums. The you're shield saying, waits for no one. You're the saying shield. Full- you're saying full, full capacity? Board. You're saying full capacity, though? Full capacity. Ah. You've heard it here first. Nothing stops the shield. Dave, you want to comment on that? Uh, I, I don't know if I see full capacity. Uh, that I don't know if I see happening. They're not losing the revenue, guys. They're not losing it. They're not going to take that big a hit. 
Uh, I, I do, I, I'm going to disagree with you on the full capacity. I think maybe you're saying some, to open the season. I'm saying September week one, there that, are fans uh, in the stands that I'll give you, but I don't, I won't give you full capacity that I can't see happening. Yeah. Nostradamus. I can't go with you on that one. Listen, how are you going to, but here's the thing though. Is how do you social distance everybody in the arena when you're standing on beer lines, when you're taking a piss in the bathroom, when you're doing anything, you may be able to space people in seats far enough apart, but you're never going to be able to spread an arena far enough apart unless you only have 10 people in the arena or 20 or 25 to 50% capacity. But again, are, is it worth opening your building for 25% capacity? Are you going to make any money at 25% capacity? You're not. The NFL is not going to make any money with only 25% of the gate. They're going to lose money opening their stadiums for that. And the one I, thing the NFL doesn't do is lose money. Well, I, I, I just want to read some of the things Cousin David is putting in the chat because he doesn't feel it's going to happen until 2021. He doesn't feel anyone in New York would go to ballparks this I'd soon. I'd go right now, Cousin David, right now. <laughs> I know Sign you. Sign me up. I know you would. He I'd said go if, watch a game in the Bronx right now. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me read more here because he's got more here. I just got – Mike, just, just bring him on. He wants to come on. All right, I'll bring him on. I'll bring him on. Cousin David is on. As soon as – there he is. Cousin David, are you there? Yes. How you doing, well, David? David well, Agley Loro, ladies and gentlemen. David, I, 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 I just want to say I'm, I'm from Queens. I'm sort of in basically the epicenter of this. Um, it's still not as good as everybody's making it out to be. And I can tell you, I am probably the biggest sports person, Yankee fan, Giant fan. I would not go to a game if those tickets were free, because oh, you okay. cannot. You you cannot chance walking into a stadium. God forbid if somebody is a symptomatic, because that would get everybody sick, and we would have. Well, you would think so, but you're seeing these protests in the streets with thousands of people, and I don't see thousands of new cases of COVID yet. Not yet. So I'm waiting for the shooter drop. wait, wait, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait two weeks. Wait two weeks because you know why. We, we closed New York City March 13th. We went April 1st, started having seven, 800 deaths. You got to wait two weeks. Nobody, nobody's going to go to the games. Dr. Fauci said not till 2021. It's just not possible. You can't socially distance. And I don't – look, I don't see people coming to the games. People are scared because – you know, they don't want to come back home and spread it around to basically their older people. They don't. I, you know what I mean? I 100% get the fear of it. And I agree that your concerns are 100% valid. Right. But the problem is, is nothing stops the shield. Nothing. <laughs> that, nothing. That, that's your catchphrase. That's your catchphrase. Uh, I it, but I it's the truth. It. Eric, let me, one Eric, direction where the NFL has got stopped in their tracks. It hasn't happened. Eric, let me throw It won't one. happen. They're, Eric, 20, they're a $20 billion a year industry. They're not going anywhere. Eric, let me throw one other thing here in. 
you're talking about doing this in September and October, which is where no the way. normal flu season and the normal cold season yep. comes in. And we don't know if there is going to be a second outbreak of this. So, yes, I get nothing stops the shield. We're not disputing you on that. I just I think this is a little different. And the shield isn't going to stop if there are no fans in the stands. The NFL will still find ways to not make right. their money. They, not they true. Hold on. Let me bring this up to you. Let me see if Go you guys ahead. would agree with this then. Let me, let me see if you guys would agree with this then. Half capacity and mass. Are you going to the game? Nope. I, I would. I'd think it's going to happen. I'm telling you. I, I, I guarantee you by thing. the start of the it's season, gonna... we are at better than 50% capacity with or without mass. We are better. I would put, I'll put $100 down right now. Anybody wants to bet it. Wait a minute. What's the bet? What's the bet? That there are fans in the stands opening day for kickoff of the football season. It's not going to be one, full capacity. I'm not, not saying gonna full, full capacity. capacity. Yeah. No. Can I, I said at least half. Thing? It'll be 50 percent at least. Thing? You're saying half. Can I just half? say one thing? Go ahead. Can I just say one thing? Go ahead, David. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. How are you getting the fans there? Because I understand a lot of people drive, but coming from Queens, I actually take bay to the bus and subway how you get the fans there how are you going to get everybody on the train and the bus and because there are psychotic people out there like myself who would still go there <laughs> just because just because you would be just because you eric, would be cautious eric, doesn't mean your neighbor eric, would be. you don't doesn't mean eric, the guy on eric, the train let, eric let him finish let him finish Eric, you do not want to get sick. You do not want to get this virus. I know there's I know there's I know there's been controversies, people saying that oh well it's not really that bad. I've heard from several people, many people who who have been sick. And I've actually know people who died here in Queens. You do not want to get this virus. I'm my sister in law got it. My sister in law is a is a I know. at a local hospital here. I know. She got it. I know. Listen, I'm I'm fully aware of the risk, but at some point we got to restart things. At some point, life has to restart, and I'm telling you that restart begins with the NFL. All the other sports will couch out, yeah. will will bow down to whatever yeah. Fauci says, and all these other guys say. Goodell and the NFL are a different animal, and I'm telling you right now, they will not open the season with no fans. Or they won't have a season, and that's never a possibility. So the only possibility is I guarantee you there is at least probably a 50% capacity because at that, maybe they can make a little bit of money or at least break even. And I think that's where they go from here. And I think you probably have to wear a mask. But that's about – but there's no way you can tell me they're starting the NFL season and they're not having any fans in the stands. The NFL would never go for it. They'd lose too much money. They make You're seeing it with baseball, how much money they're talking about losing at the gate. The NFL would lose just as much, if not more. It would be impossible to do for them. Half is different, though. You were saying all fans in the stands. Half, no, no, no. Half, I, said, I said better than 50%. Yeah, no, his, his $100 bet was 50% capacity with masks. Start, I will give him this. He did start off by saying full fans, and then he came down to half capacity. <laughs> Half well, capacity, all right, all right. Half so, capacity look, is more realistic. Go ahead, Dave. Real quick, we get we can talk in circles about this for hours on end because there's. Just, it's, I'm always going to side with Eric when he says nothing stops the shield, but just to throw just to throw out a, another hypothetical that uh, Deshaun Jackson mentioned. I don't know if you guys heard this, but he said that he thinks that if 
there's no fans in the stands, then what they should do is have all the players mic'd up so that the fans can get that real, like that true experience of what it's really like on the field. That'd be a good I idea. That, I thought that sounded like I would watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. You'd watch I, it, but the problem, the problem is you can never have it because you can never censor it enough. And you know what oh, it's God, like man. on the field when you're when you're in the heat of battle when you're when you're literally wrestling with somebody on a field tackling them whatever things get said there thing you know granted it'd probably be funny to watch but and 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 entertaining you could never have it because the NFL as you know that shield it wants to appeal to kids in a broad audience play sixty crowd and they're not going to do that with the language that's going to be used on the field. So as great an idea as it sounds, it's too hard to actually implement. You would have to pick specific players well, wait a that minute. you know could handle the responsibility and maybe one or two guys. Maybe you got an offensive guy and a defensive guy weekly that you can mic up and maybe get some sounds out of. But the all-the-time sound in a channel just for that, I, I, I don't see it happening. Well, I got, I got three words for you. Three words for you on how it can be done, and it would address your point. Ten-second delay. Ten-second delay. No, that's all, that's, that's, all, that's all it would take. All then right. you're watching everything in a delay. I'd rather watch my phone at that point and get my instant updates for my fantasy scores. <laughs> I don't want to wait the extra 10 seconds to know whether or not you, I got screwed or I you, won. You would still have it, though. I'm just saying 10-second delay, you don't lose anything. Most live events... So I'm going to watch the play wait, and listen to on, Eric, 10 hang on, Eric. Hang on, hang on. Everything that is live is generally on a 5- or 10-second delay Four things like that. If you listen to talk radio, talk radio is all on a 10-second delay so they can but edit the any stupid callers that come in. The whole thing would be a dump button. Don't you get so? about that? You can't have a guy sitting there going, everything is beeped out. You can with a 10-second delay, actually. Yes, you can. But again, then what are you really listening to? You're just listening to a whole bunch of beeps or dead well, air. you can't have you're it both ways. You either listen to the whole thing or you beep it out. I'm just saying. That's how you get around it. The initial nah, point it's not was, getting around it, though. It is though. getting it's around it. It's absolutely issues. getting around it. All right. Anyway. It's the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jerry Springer, I mean, that's all staged See? anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, cousin David, I'm going to let you go here. I thank you for coming on. You got any final thoughts you want to throw in? Uh, I understand Eric's point about the shield not stopping, but I just, I just actually want to tell everybody this. It doesn't, the NFL doesn't actually get to make this choice. It's actually the states that do. So if basically the various 50 governors say no to 25,000 people in a stadium, the NFL is not having a game. So I just, just one more thing to, Keep in mind. But but let me ask you, Cousin David, with all that's going yeah. on right now, are any of those states' governors saying no to crowds of five or 10,000 people in the streets? New, New York State? Yeah, that's why they have the curfew. New York State. They know. They have a curfew so people get off the streets. What I'm saying is you can still gather in as large a group as you want. If I was not mistaken, I even heard on the radio today, I believe it was a gathering of either thirty or 40,000 people in right. Houston, Texas today. Right. So if you right, have thirty right. or forty thousand people together in the streets, why can't you have them together in an arena? I don't understand that. That's what I think everybody's going to come to realize. Because it's two different things, actually. It's two different things. Um, number one, people people uh, assembling on basically the public streets is is different than thirty, forty thousand people uh, assembling in a private 
property seeing a, a, seeing a sports league. Government gets to regulate that. Government can't regulate you standing outside. That's not true. You've been I've to Tinker 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 but without fans. So if that's actually going to be the opinion, that's probably what's going to happen because it's going to be up to the local and state government. And but I cousin David, think about it that. this way. Think about it this way. This all started in like March and then the big lockdown came right about the right. end of March and into April. Right. And now we're, we're just into the beginning of June. So in another month from now, everything could change rapidly again. In another month from now, in a month ago, you would have never have thought he said sports were coming back, could come back. Now all of a sudden he's saying, no, oh, they can come back, but maybe not without fans. In another month from now, he's going to be like, well, we could probably have some fans. And then in two months from now, when the NFL is really getting ready to gear up, they'll probably be like, well, stadiums could go to half capacity now. And by the time the NFL gears up and you're into the season, they're going to end up with whatever capacity they want uh, because they, it's going to generate it generates too much revenue for the cities for everybody involved. It, Eric, they're never going to stop it all. Eric, I, I don't think, disagree. I, oh, I'm Go sorry. Ahead, Mike, Let me just say this real quick. I think what also changes the whole thing is that technically the first gate, uh, the first cases of this virus were in last November in China. Now that the virus is in the country, I think that'll change the aspect of the whole thing especially if there's a second outbreak of it. I just think that changes a lot of things. You know, it only hit this country in January and February, and then we had the lockdown starting in March. So go ahead, Cousin David. I, I just want to say the reason, I think also the reason we've gotten to this point where it's actually gotten so low is because all of us have been in basically the house. So the more you get people to go, and look, I understand we actually got to, reopen. I actually want to go back to work. I'm actually working from actually home. I just want, I just, I just want all of us to basically be mindful that if you actually start putting a million people back on the trains, a million people back on the buses, a million people back traveling to giant stadium and jet stadium, those, those, those virus numbers are actually going to go back up. That's why I don't see the state uh, really uh, proving any type of 30, 40,000. I mean, what? Meadowlands seats how many? 50,000? 60,000? Or is it more like than that. that? So even so at, uh, Somewhere around there. So, so, so even at half, we're still talking 25,000 people. I just don't see the state uh, proving any type of events at 25,000 people. We're at 10 now. I just don't see it happening. I could be wrong, but it would be very, very hard to believe. And I don't even think 25,000 people. Well, just, just, to, just to, to, to up what you just said, you said they're only allowing 10 people now. Actually, in the state of New Jersey, they've upped it to, I think, 25. You can have right. uh, your residents now. So, I mean, the number's going up. And listen, I think that you're making valid points. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you as far as the safety aspect of it goes. And right. of course, as far as of course. keeping people safe, because listen, the, the, 
it's science. It works. Do you know social distancing? All of that. It's cur- flatten the curve. It's done what it's supposed to do. Not arguing with the science behind it. All I'm simply saying is that it would cost the NFL too much money to not have the fans there. And I know you don't want to think about it this way, but the world revolves around money and it's going to get done somewhere. Somehow. I just, listen, you guys know me enough. You've listened to me long enough by now. I have a sense for these things. I just know it. I'm, I'm telling you, no, I'm putting on my Nostradamus cap here. And I am telling you <laughs> that by September, you will be allowed back in stadiums again. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you. Now, granted, whether or not it's safe, whether or not spikes happen with, uh, with new cases from there and then a different direction has to be taken, maybe that's a, a bridge they'll cross when they get to it. But they still don't even know a, a ton about this virus. They don't know if it will come back, if the people who have the antibodies, if they're going to be susceptible in the fall, or if they're still going to be protected by the antibodies. They don't know a ton yep. about this yet. So there's still a lot more to learn. So I'm sure that more is going to come out. But in the meantime... More and more stuff keeps opening back up. I think in, what, two weeks now, they're going to start allowing you're back in, like, hairdressers and salons and, like, back in normal businesses again. Not in all places. Not in all places. Not in all places, but in a lot. I know in Jersey, anyway, that's what they're talking about. That's what Murphy's talking about. So, um, you know, I I think that we're starting to return. I don't think we're ever going to get back to a full normal, but to somewhat of whatever our new normal is. And, you know. I honestly think that it's when, when all is said and done, it's going to be the sports that bring us all back together. And I think that the NFL, believe it or not, I think baseball had a chance to do that. I think that chance is slipping away. Mm-hmm. I think that chance is really going to be with football. I think people are going to have a lot of fun watching the basketball and the hockey, but and they're going to be really enthused about it. But real things and real like normalcy will start to feel better once football season hits again. And I think that's what it's going to take. Well, I think we all want that to happen. I think it's just a question of if it'll happen at this point. So, Cousin David, second attempt. Any final thoughts on this, man? No, I just um, I want to thank you guys for having me on. I usually just like listening, but this is a fun topic. Um, and I look, I, I hope, Eric, you, you are right. Um, I don't see it, but we'll actually see what happens in a couple of months. Everybody stay safe. Yep. Thanks, Cousin David. You did. Cousin David, earmark the show. Bookmark it. We'll come back to it. Come uh, come first first football week of the season. We'll come back to it. Mm. You <laughs> Just, got it. Anyway. And so you, I want to know. I, I haven't heard, and maybe you guys, one of you guys can tell let me. Let me say one last thing. You do turn into Artie from Staten Island when you get new arguments. I don't know if you guys know Artie from Staten Island. He's the guy that calls into WFAN all the time, and he starts off at a 90. And by the end of his phone call, he's yelling about some obnoxious, stupid, little trivial thing for no apparent reason. Yeah. Eric, you can turn into that from time to time. All right. I'll own it. I'll own it. Listen, I'd rather get uppity about sports than get uppity about all the other stuff going on in the world right now. Well, don't, don't get so uppity that you wind up having a heart attack on the fucking air. You're going to give me one of those one of these days. We don't need to both be there. No, listen, I, I, this is what I enjoy. I enjoy a good banter. Uh, I enjoy well, a good banter, but well, I want to know you guys. Well, apparently you don't get it from me, so, you know, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I want more Cousin David. <laughs> Jerk off. 
Well, I'm yeah. with cousin David. But what I want to know from you guys is I haven't heard the official proposals, and I think since the last time we've talked, the NHL and NBA have new proposals maybe for the start of the season. Am I right or wrong about that? Or is there any definitive anything with them going forward? I haven't heard much about either of them and their progress. I just know that both they're still, you know, pretty much getting ready to go. Well, the NHL is still where it was at when we talked about it last week, which was the 2014 proposal, the round robin tournament that, you know, they end the regular season. NBA isn't really too much forward from where we left it last week, even though I think one of the proposals being floated around is a 22-team tournament that eliminates the rest of the regular season. And I know you have some teams, like I know the Atlanta Hawks head coach has kind of come out and said that he didn't think that would be a good idea to leave teams out because he says he's got a young team and he's worried about stunting their growth or whatever. Which, I mean, we've all kind of said we thought less would be more for the NBA. So that's kind of where we're at right there. I, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. but Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, uh, I mean, you guys know me. I've been a big fan of the idea of like a um, 16-team tournament for the NBA playoffs for a while. So um, I, I hope I would be more than okay with that, maybe a short little mini season. But I, I honestly, I have, like, Damian Lillard came out and said, he's like, look, if you're going to have my team play, but your 16 teams for the playoffs are already set, like, I'll be there to support my teammates and my team, but I won't be playing. So I, I think that's something they're going to have to figure out. And, you know, if, there, if there's teams that you already – let the 16 teams play a couple warm-up games against each other and then start the tournament. Why not? But I do like the NHL's idea. I think that sounds like it could be a lot of fun. And the best part about hockey is the playoffs and watching seven games and the the battle and how, you know, even the best team could lose because the puck just bounces the wrong way for four games. And it, it's, yeah, I, it, that, I'm, I'm a big fan of that idea. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm kind of where I'm at with hockey. You know, I kind of defer to the guys who know more about it, you know, because obviously, you know, hockey's never really been my thing. So that's where I'm at there. And I stand by what I've said about basketball the whole time. You know, going to the playoffs, I'd be fine with only eight teams coming back, truthfully. So, uh, but I've said that. Yeah, before. but that's too small. You can't do just eight teams. Oh, yeah. As far as hockey goes, with this, with this shortened thing coming up, Whatever it is, playoff, round robin, whatever it is, you got to get into it. You got to watch it. Even if you're not a big hockey person, this is going to, it's something you're never going to get to see again. This isn't something, this summer, this sports season isn't a season that you're going to see again probably ever in your lifetime. So if you have a chance to see what's going to happen this NHL season, this is the one season out of all of them you probably want to watch. I don't know, if Dave, how you feel about it. I don't know if Fife's still in the chat how he feels about it. But to me, and I would feel the same about basketball, with these short, truncated, like, abbreviated end-of-season tournament things that they're trying to put together, we're never going to see it again in our lifetimes. It, it's going it it, 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 to be something kind of special. And I, I, I'm excited for it. And that's why I want to know, like, are you guys at all excited for it? And, Mike, I really think even though you claim to not be a hockey guy – I know you claim to not be a college football guy. I think this is the summer 
that you might want to just try catch a little more hockey. I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, now the I, hockey you got to do, Mike. The hockey you have to give it a shot. Uh, I, there's uh, no other way to. Play and playoff it. hockey's fun. Well, hang on. I mean, I'll do what I can, but I want to. I want to kind of say something to what you said about the basketball. You said you know you can't do it with just eight teams. You can do it with just eight teams if you just want to get the season over with. And we all we all have already admitted, you know, all three of us that there's not really as much parity in the NBA as there is in hockey. That's why I think these two sports, with the way they're doing things, should be looked at a little differently here. I get that at the end of the day, I'm just I'm talking on deaf ears when it comes to the idea of eight teams, but when you think about it, in most seasons, that's all that really winds up competing for a championship in the first place. The first round of the playoffs with 16 teams tends to be kind of useless, especially in recent years, so. But with the amount of money they've already lost, yeah, I get it. I get they it. They can't lose anymore, so they can't just bring back eight teams. They're never going to make I enough money it. up in the playoffs. I get it. I'm just talking from a competition standpoint. That's all I'm but saying. But again, you're and talking you know from you a fan standpoint. Yeah, but you know again, you agree with me on that. But again, from a saying. fan standpoint, yeah, I agree. I just would love to get to the best team. Show me the best. I want to see the best matchups. That's what I want to see. Yeah, hell yeah. Every sports fan. That's what they want. But you got to think about it realistically. Realistically, it's it's a business for these guys. It's a business for these teams. Yes, their business is is a sport, and it's about winning championships and making money. But for a lot of the owners, it's about making money, and that's what they want to do. So I mean, I, I don't know. I just I can't see it at eight. I think that's too much of a, of a fan dream. And again, I, I, I agree with you. I think it would be awesome. Absolutely awesome. I think it would be awesome in hockey. I think it would be great in football. They just cut it straight to the top four teams. You don't really need all the others. By the end of the season, you know who's going to pretty much be in the conference championship games. Shy of some kind of upset here or there. I mean, like the Tennessee Titans this year where they kind of upset, you know, Baltimore and New England. You know, they were they were special. But, I mean, that doesn't really happen most years. I, I just, you know, yeah, you could cut it down. but that that's just taking too much money and too much away from too much TV time, too much everything away from, from the, the sport. And that's why I don't think either league would ever go to eight teams or whatever. It's just, it, it's fun to think about, but it would just never happen. All right. Final thoughts on this issue. Uh, Dave. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I agree with you guys, you know, getting to the best of the best would be great, but I also think that, having quote-unquote warm-up games against lesser competition is better in the long run anyway. Um, just to let these guys get their legs underneath them. And if you saw how the 16 teams are seated, I honestly think you'd have one hell of a good 16-team tournament for the NBA. And like I said, I mean, really, I it's the, it's the teams that don't have a chance to make that tournament that I could see their reasoning for wanting to play from an ownership perspective. But I could see their reasoning for not wanting to play from a player's perspective because the most recent proposal would have game seven of the finals be played on October 12th with a two-week layoff and then the next season starting. So if you're, if you're one of those teams that can't make it, what, are you going to play four or five games or ten games, you know, a month and a half before the next season starts? Well, good. I, I'm sure they'd rather do training camp and just work on, you know, what they got to work on. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. I agree with you on that. 
All right. Does anybody have anything else they want to bring up well, here? Yeah, just to piggyback off of what Dave was saying, with the guys, too, for those teams that aren't coming back, they're going to have like a nine-month layoff. They're going to have an off-season longer than they've ever will have again in their careers. So, I mean, the extra rest and everything, I'm sure some guys who are banged up and injured, you know, gives them a chance to get fully healthy and everything else. But for those other guys, you're, you're losing that competition time. You're, you're losing almost a year of your career. It's, it's weird to think about. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure Kevin Durant don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, if, anything, if anything, he should want to come back because he could come back now with Kyrie at full steam and actually make a run in the playoffs. They might have a chance at the actual East if he came back. He's yeah. got to make that decision, though. Kyrie yeah, would why find, not? He's one of the best players in the world. Kyrie would, Absolutely. Find, Kyrie would find some way to get hurt again within three games because he usually does. I don't know. I think having KD there would would motivate him a little more to uh, actually, you know, give a damn and get out there and, and and put forth the effort. I mean, listen, when he played with LeBron, he, he was out there. He played. Yeah, he got banged up and hurt, but he also hit a big shot when he needed it to uh, – didn't he hit the game-winning shot against Golden State? Yeah. Well, I'm going to see. So I mean, he, he he could put it up in a big guy in a big spot. So I think they could be a really dangerous team. I don't know if they win the East, but I think they are definitely the number one contender to Milwaukee if Durant decides to come back. And being that it's only pretty much going to be a playoff run, why not give it a try? You're they're going to come in at what? What are they? Are they six seed, seven seed right now? Something like that. They come I in and make some so. noise. You know they're not, they're going to avoid uh you know they are they what no did they get Milwaukee around too? Uh, I don't no, I don't I don't think so. There's a possibility, but even still, I I don't know. I think that could be an awesome matchup in round two. Um, well, if yeah, Durant comes KD. back, and K, this was a year where they were get, KD wasn't going to come back. So I mean, if he can come back and they can compete for a title in a year, he wasn't even supposed to be here. That's a that's a bonus for the Nets. I guess I believe it when I see it, though. You only get so many chances at a chip. You only get so many chances. Mm. And this season is so different than any other that I think when everybody comes back, it's a crapshoot. I think it's going to be a lot more like street ball style game. It's it's going to be interesting, I think, to watch. Um, well, I'm and, with, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Eric. I'm with Cousin David. I'm glad the Knicks didn't go after him. He's been toxic on every team he's been on, and it's gone badly as he went out the door, which is why I didn't want him on the Knicks in the first place. So, yeah, I agree with that. Listen, you say that now, but if he and Kyrie were to find a way to win the East and get to a conference champion or win, get to a finals or possibly win a finals – as a Nick fan, I'm putting up with those headaches to get that, to get that far, to 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 be able to have to compete. I'll put up with every one of those headaches. You buy yourself. I put up with Charles Sprewell's headaches. Oh, when, Spree- you know. Sprewell didn't cause a lot of headaches when he was on the Knicks, though. He just choked his coach when he was in Golden State. He was fine with the yeah. Knicks. He was fine with the Knicks. He was. I don't want to say model citizen, but he was. He was pretty close to it with the Knicks, and then he went to the Timberwolves, and he was saying six million dollars couldn't feed his family. 
So we got the good Latrell Sprewell, truthfully. But <laughs> all right. Anyway, anything else you guys would like to bring up before we call it a night here, Dave? Nah, man. This this has been a good one. I've had fun. Mm. Eric, Eric Tressler. Uh, till next week, guys. You know, I think uh, I think John Snap said it best. Stay sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dave, Dave Hastings, thank you very much for being here. Eric Tressler, thank you as always for being here as well. I am Mike Agliloro. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Everybody listening to us on our podcasting app. Safe, Cousin Dave, everybody. Yep. Cousin David. Yep. yep. Your mom, if she's out there listening, shout out to your mom, Turdy Works. Check it out again tonight. I am Mike Agliloro. We will see you all next week.